0: You're listening to Penny Dreadfuls from the Moth Sanctuary. Elena rested her head in her mother's lap. The languid rhythm of her breathing, gently rocking her head, caused her eyelids to droop and she sank towards sleep. Elena's mother slapped her hard, stinging her cheek and leaving it red and hot. She ranted and raved about how she must stay awake. But Elena had been awake for so long that she could not keep her eyes open and she twitched as she drifted away from consciousness so her mother threw water over her, so cold that it took her breath and sent a shivering all over her body. It wasn't fair. Elena's younger brother Hugo had been allowed to curl up next to the fire and sleep, but Elena's mother offered no explanation. She just kept repeating that Elena must not fall asleep, not until the sun had risen. It must have been some kind of ritual, she thought, Tomorrow was her 13th birthday, but there was no sense of celebration. Her mother had spent the day in a violent mood, irritable and paranoid, jumping and clutching her heart at every noise or knock at the door. She had berated Elena, telling her to stay away from the windows every time she dared look outside. It must have been past two in the morning, and Elena was becoming delirious. She was slipping in and out of sleep against her will, and she begged her mother to let her close her eyes for just a moment. Her mother gripped her shoulders and shook her hard, her eyes wide with an expression just as delirious as her own. You can't, her mother insisted. That's how she will take you. At this, Elena stiffened. She'll take me. Her mother's grip tightened. Pressing her fingertips into her arms so hard that she winced in pain. She released her and sighed heavily, resigned to the fact that she would have to explain herself. The hag, she said. Elena knew all about the hag. Her mother had been telling stories of her since she was a small child. The hag was a wiry old crone who lived out in the woods alone, consumed by anger and bitterness. Hideous to behold, the hag would sneak into the village, lure husbands from their beds, and steal children to drink their blood before discarding their bodies. It lived in a shack, surrounded by their bones. When the conditions were right, the hag would slip into their rooms, sit upon their chests, and fill their heads with nightmares, so that even when they awoke, they would be paralysed and unable to breathe. That was how she took them. And tonight, on the eve of her coming of age, the conditions were right and Elena was in danger. Elena bristled at this suggestion, which angered her mother even further, and she flounced out of the room, muttering that the hag could have her after all for all she cared. Elena did not even move to go after her. As soon as her mother was out of sight and out of earshot, Elena fell into a heavy sleep. She didn't know whether she was asleep or awake, but believing her eyes to be open, Elena was shocked by the all-consuming blackness all around her. She could see nothing, but from the darkness she could hear steady, raspy breathing very close to her face. So we meet... The black silence was broken by a voice that crackled like burning wood. Stay away, hag, Elena said forcefully, but the pressure on her chest made her sound feeble and weak. I see you've heard of me, said the hag, and Elena could hear the smirk in her voice. I have waited a long time for this night, my child. You speak as though you own me, Elena replied. "'still wheezing from the heaviness on her lungs, "'but doing her best to fight it. "'Ah, but I do,' said the hag. "'Yours is a tale of two sides, my child, "'and it is high time you heard it. Twelve years ago, "'a girl journeyed through those forsaken woods "'to seek out my assistance. "'The woods were not kind to this simple young girl.' With bloodied feet and filthy clothes, she collapsed at my door, barely able to catch her breath. She had brought nothing to offer. But still, I took her in, gave her tea to recover her strength. And the moment she did, without a word of thanks for my hospitality, she asked what she had come to ask. She wanted me to give her a child. This was an unusual request, and one which surprised me. These pathetic simpletons most often sought me out for the most inconsequential things. Love potions, protective charms from unseen threats, in return for cheese, herbs, sometimes meat, if I were lucky. But a child? Such a request comes with a price. Yet this girl had come to me empty-handed. So I asked her what she would offer me, and she said that she had nothing to give. Nothing of any value, anyway. She and her husband lived with little, but their love for each other and their hope for a child of their own was what kept them going. (laughs) But this knowledge had piqued my interest. A good, strong man is worth a great deal to an old woman who lives alone. So I made her an offer, a husband for a child. With her so desperate for a baby, and her husband unable to provide her with one, she would send her husband to work for me, and I would bless her with the baby she wanted. You should have heard her. Such vile curses from such a pretty mouth. She would not accept. She begged me to take pity on her, and on her poor, infertile husband. And like the foolish old woman I am, I did pity her. The sadness and desperation in her were plain to see. But one cannot feed oneself through selfless acts. A bargain had to be made. So I made her another offer. She would have her child. She would raise her as her own. Teach her the lessons of her own mother and grandmother. Embroidery, carving, cooking. All the things a young woman needs for simple village life. But when she was grown, I would come for her. She considered for a moment. I sensed the fear well up in her. But to my surprise, she agreed. A lock of her hair to symbolise her side of the bargain. A sip from the fountain to fulfil mine. At this, the witch slipped a locket on a long chain from under her dress and opened it. A dry, brittle lock of ash-blonde hair sat inside. Once the deal was done... The girl traipsed the long path back through the woods to give her husband the good news. But she was deceitful, this girl. When the first flutterings arrived in her stomach, she praised her husband for his virility. Their patience had been rewarded and they had been blessed. All the while she was squirrelling food from his table to wrap in rags and send off with those in search of my help too ashamed to bring them to me herself. There were mutterings in the village. Some of the women, knowing of her husband's unfortunate condition, whispered that the child must have belonged to another man. Imagine their faces had they known that it had in fact come from an old crone. Thankfully for the girl, the gossip died as fast as it spread, and the remainder of her pregnancy was uneventful. The baby grew at a steady pace and caused her no trouble, no sickness, no weakness. She radiated with health and joy. I will spare you the details of the moment itself, but as the baby gasped its first breaths, the girl wept and thanked the angels for blessing her with this immaculate child. She praised her husband too, there was no kind word for me. And from the moment that babe was placed in her arms, our bargain was all but forgotten. As the baby grew, demanding more and more from her, the girl became ungrateful. When her breasts swelled and burned and the baby would not feed, she cursed my name under her breath. When her belly sagged and refused to return to its former shape, she cried, "'and cursed me again. "'And when her husband's head was turned from one way to the next, "'while she languished at home with her insatiable child, "'she cursed me still more. "'One hideous evening, she raged out into the night, "'leaving the babe to fend for herself. "'She found her husband laying with a traveller woman "'and dragged him still with his trousers around his ankles into the street.' But she did not scold him. No, instead she cried, Witch! Witch! The witch has enchanted my loyal husband. Hearing the commotion, a crowd began to gather, and she told them how the barren old crone from the woods had taken the form of this beautiful woman to lure her husband away from her. In her much-changed version of our story, She told of how the old witch had tried to take her husband from her once before, but had failed, and now she was angry and vengeful. The idiot villagers quaked in fear. They chased the travellers from their borders with torches, but despite vanquishing the threat, suspicion still hung around them like a fog. The women looked upon each other with accusation in their eyes, and even the bravest husbands, were forbidden to come to my door for fear of what they would find there, no matter what ills affected their home. Yet in spite of it all, her husband left her anyway. But she raised you as I had instructed, taught you the skills you needed to survive. I upheld my side of the bargain. Now it is time for your mother to uphold hers. Elena looked hard into the old witch's face, not with anger or consternation, but with a quiet curiosity. The next moment, her mother burst into the silence, raving and howling like an animal, clawing at the hag, who took hold of her wrist and bent it backwards until she relented. Elena's mother clenched her teeth, her lips peeled back like a dog about to attack. You have no right! She screamed at the hag. "'Do not tell me what is right and what is not,' the hag spat. "'You knew my conditions and you will not stand in my way!' The women continued to dance, circling Elena like vultures around a corpse, barely even registering her presence between them until she spoke, drawing vicious glares from both of them. "'You say my story is one of two sides,' but you failed to acknowledge my part in it. Both women looked at her confounded. I raised you, provided for you, I taught you everything you know, her mother protested. As any mother should, I did not ask for me to be brought into this world, you did. Raising the child you asked for was your responsibility, and for this I owe you nothing." ungrateful swine her mother screeched and as for you she continued looking at the hag do you think me a payment for your services a rightful reward for your kindness to a desperate girl ha! the witch said nothing but her stare blackened i know you're kind she said and i know what it is you want from me You are old and withered, arthritic and weak. When the red moon rises, with your magic and my blood, you would take the youth from me and use it to prolong your own life. But I will not give it, and you cannot take it from me. For all your enchantments, poisons and potions will not work against your own. At this, the old woman's eyes became fire, burning with fury, and then quickly bitter realisation. How had she not seen this coming? How had she underestimated her own child so much? She began to bargain, offering her secrets, charms, recipes, everything she could, while the girl's mother continued to squawk and screech hysterically about how the haggard old witch had no claim to her child. Silence! The girl's voice rang out with a powerful resonance that surprised even her. Both the women stood quiet, wide-eyed. You do not own me. I am not some possession which can be bartered with for your own gains. You underestimated me then and you underestimate me now. I do not belong with either of you. I will walk my own path. With this... Elena turned and walked out of the house, leaving both women bewildered behind her, and went barefoot out towards the woods. As the amber glow of the village faded fast behind her, and the branches closed in above her head, she could smell the magic in the air and feel it crackling over her skin like static. The forest seemed to glow. Her sharp eyes attuned to the darkness drinking in the grey moonlight, her feet dancing over the snaking roots. Yes, Elena would walk her own path. This story was written and read by Chloe Gorman, with music by Andrew Bate. Penny Dreadfuls from the Moth Sanctuary is an audiobook series by Moth Sanctuary Productions. You can subscribe to the series on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and YouTube. Follow Moth Sanctuary Productions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or for more dark delights, visit mothsanctuaryproductions.com.